Okay, so tonight's shir uh, is about the neshamas of tzaddikim, different ways that we interact with them, and different ways that they can help us. Um, and we'll, we'll go through uh, mainly three topics. The motivation for this shir, besides for, I think it's an interesting topic, the motivation is that, you know, I realized when Rav Chaim Knievsky's Atzal passed away, it affected a lot of people, myself included, and I'm, I was never zeichet to meet Ruchaim. I can't really say that I've learned a lot of his Torah. And I noticed that a lot of people that never met him, didn't learn a lot of his Torah, were affected by it. Because a tzaddik is more, the connection that we have to tzaddikim is more than just, you know, more than just we use them as a, as a vehicle for information. If that were the case, then it wouldn't bother me if I, someone I had never met passed away. The, the the real explanation is that the Balatanya describes in the beginning of his Sefer is that all the Jewish people, the Arizal said, all the Jewish people make one koima, make one unit, make one body, so to speak, all the souls of the Jewish people. And the Balatanya explains that the same way a body has many limbs, but there are certain organs that are more intense, more inherent, more powerful, more necessary for the body to function properly, the neshamas of tzaddikim are those, those you know, primary souls, the 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 heart of the Jewish people, and the presence of Hashem is is more felt in those neshamas, and those neshamas sort of give life to the entire Jewish people, and the entire Jewish people function properly because of their connection to those tzaddikim. The more a person connects himself to the tzaddik, the more a person will feel more alive the same way if you have a limb a toe uh, you know an ankle the more it's connected to the heart the more healthy it'll feel the more it's disconnected the more unhealthy so to it is spiritually the more a person connects himself to a tzaddik the more a person feels connected to a tzaddik um, the more healthy spiritually he'll feel the more disconnected you are if someone puts down and is disparaging to the tzaddik hadar the more difficult it'll be. Now, defining who a tzaddik that's beyond our pay grade and not what we're doing tonight. Rechayim Kievsky was uh, unequivocally the Rabban Shalkop Ne'agayla. He was unequivocally the Galadar. So therefore, he was sort of like the heart of the Jewish people. And when the heart is disconnected, when he passed away, it, it, it was felt. It was felt by the entire people, even people that never learned from him. You feel it. That's why Hasidim historically, they function so much, it's so much based on the tzaddik, the Rebbe, because they perceive their Rebbe as the heart, their heart, so to speak, their roots, you know, their, 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 their vital organ. So today I want to talk a little bit about this, about different ways, three different approaches and three different situations that you could connect to a tzaddik after they pass away, and different ways that they could help. The first one is called Soyd Ha'ibar. In our Makam number one, what is Saitiver? Saitiver basically in a nutshell means the soul of a tzaddik, and we'll see which tzaddik, how, when, why, where, all these things. The soul of a tzaddik will sort of join your neshama for a short period of time. That's the concept of Saitiver. Well, again, we'll explain the functionality and, and which tzaddik and how to do it and, and stories about it. We'll, we'll touch on all this. In Maramakam number one, what is the source of Sayyidah Ibr? It's from a Zayr. The Zayr writes, Habola Taher, Messiah Moisai. That if 
the Gemara tells us that if a person wants to do good, Hashem will help. On a simple level, what that means is Hashem Yazar. That if a person has a desire to help Klal Yisrael, Hashem will facilitate that greatness. It says the Zayar, Reb Nasan Aimer, Nishmasam Shal Tzadikim Bois Umesai Moisai. What that means specifically is Hashem will send the soul of a tzaddik to come to your life to help you. That Hashem will send the soul of a tzaddik to sort of give you like a, like a booster, a booster pack to help you overcome obstacles and to help you to serve Hashem properly. In our Mokram number two, the Leshem, the great Mekubal, Roshlam Yashiv, the grandfather of Yashiv, a very, very great tzaddik and great Mekubal, he quotes the Arizal to describe the difference between a Gilgal, a reincarnation, and an Ibr. You see, a, a reincarn- we're all reincarnations. None of us here are, are new. Um, so what's the difference between a reincarnated soul, which is a soul that's recycled, so to speak, and Sayyidah Ibr? So he says like this in Marbaka number 2, Kosev Arizal. The Arizal explains, B'Sefer HaGagulim, Perik Hay. What's the difference between a Gilgal, a reincarnation, and Saida Iber, this mystery of impregnation, this mystery of sending a Neshama into your life? So he says the, 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 the difference is quite simple. Gilgal hu shenichlas bayha Neshama metchilas lidasai. Vogov shlayad yaymaisai. A reincarnation is your soul. It's your spiritual makeup. It's what you're given when you're born, and it's what you have until you die. It doesn't change. Every day your neshama doesn't change. It's your engine. That's a Gilgal. So maybe you're a reincarnation of a previous Sadiq, perhaps. And that's why we name after someone, because we want to try to connect to the neshama of the baby, to that soul. But you're not changing. If you're the reincarnation of a, a previous Sadiq, a previous person, that's who you are. That's not changing. Achei what's Iber? Ki you read this neshama achas ba'ilam hazeh, Soida Iber is where you have a person who already has a neshama, who already has a soul, who already has an engine, and Hashem will send an additional soul down as like an added boost. And that soul stays by you for a short period of time. We'll see how long in a moment. Just like a baby is present in the mother's womb for a short period of time so to this soul sort of impregnates you for a short period of time in addition to the soul that you have when you're born you have an additional soul an additional soul now we'll see why this soul why What's the purpose of this? We'll see in a few moments. But says the Leshem, Soydeivra will only happen if you're an adult, above Bar and Bat Mitzvah. It will not happen below Bar and Bat Mitzvah. But Neshama, and this soul of a tzaddik, this Soydeivra, there's no period of time, there's no minimum or maximum time that it'll stay by you. It'll stay for as long as... It feels comfortable. That soul stays as long as it feels comfortable. If you act like a tzaddik and you act like a good person and you make the soul of that tzaddik comfortable, if you make yourself a vehicle, a vessel, that that tzaddik feels comfortable in your body, he'll stay. But if you do things that would make that tzaddik feel uncomfortable, and we all understand what that means, Mr. Alekis. 
that soul will go away. Says the Leshem, it's a big side. Side while it generally happens with people that pass away, it could happen with the soul of a tzaddik who's living. You know, you could have a, a tzaddik who's alive in Eretz Yisrael right now, and his neshama could come into your life for a short period of time. Uh, souls are like a candle. Just like a candle can spread fire without losing its essence, a neshama can go from one place to the other without losing itself. You could have Sayyidah Ibra of, of two living people. That's what Sayyidah Ibra is. Sayyidah Ibra is Hashem sends you a neshama of a tzaddik, either passed, passed away or a living tzaddik, for a short period of time in order to help you continue to serve him properly. Now, before we get to the reason for it, in Marimakam number three, the Arizal adds that it could even be the soul of Avram Avinu. It could be the Sari Imenu, Rachel Imenu, which is a beautiful concept, the thought that. Those great people can be with you. Lepamim says that result. The truth is, you could even have the soul of Arisha in Aravam Avinu. It can mamish even be the soul of Avram Avinu. It just depends on your hospitality. If you're worthy, it could be Avram Avinu. I feel even nowadays. It's up to you. And the Rizal says, this is what the Medrash means when the Medrash says, The Medrash says that every generation has its Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. So the simple pshat of the Medrash, what it means is, every generation has its leaders. But a deeper pshat, every generation has Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. Meaning every generation can have, literally, Avram Yitzchak Yaakov can come back. Now, what are the reasons for Sayyidah Ibr? What's the, why are we doing this? Why is Hashem sending a tzaddik down? So that reason explains that it's for two reasons. In Marimakum number four, that reason says, The purpose of Sayyidah Ibr is twofold. First of all, Basically, the first reason why Sayyidah takes place is if a person wants to serve Hashem properly and maybe he starts to do a certain mitzvah and there are obstacles, there are maniyas that are making it difficult for him so what Hashem will do is he'll send the tzaddik down to help that person. Let's say I want to do, uh, I want to learn Torah, yeah? And I'm trying, and I'm starting, and I really want to try, and I really want to do it, but there are obstacles. I, I find it difficult, I can't understand it, I can't concentrate, I have ADHD. My engine is not strong enough. So what Hashem will do is He'll send you the soul of a tzaddik, Ruchan Kineski will come down, He'll put that soul into your body, and you'll feel mamish like a jetpack, and it'll help you overcome these obstacles. So the first reason for Seyda Ibr is, and this happens, whether this happens today, I'm not saying you'll be aware of it, you'll maybe just feel, you know, you'll feel spiritually stronger one day, maybe that's what's happening, but the, the first reason for it is to help us, to help the living. But then says the Arizal, a second aside, Oitzi is the second reason for Seyda Ibr is Lutelis HaTzadik it's to help the tzaddik, you see. The only thing that we have 
in this world over the next world is Torah and Mitzvahs. The Balatani talks about this. There's a certain beauty to Torah and Mitzvahs. And that is that Hashem took his essence, took his his being, Kaviochel, and hidden hid it in such a way that it's in the physical reality of Torah and Mitzvahs. And therefore when a person wears tefillin, he's touching Hakadash Baruchu Kaviochel. The Balatani explains that this is something that they don't have in the next world. You see, in the next world, Hashem sort of reveals Himself in a more spiritual way. And it's like it's like the sun. It's like trying to grab the ray of the sun. It's impossible. So there's a certain there's a certain missing out that Sadiqim after they pass away, they miss out on Taramitsus. They they miss Taramitsus. And therefore says the Ariza says the Ariza, the second reason for Sayyid Ibr. It's not just to help us, but it's to help the tzaddik who passed away. That when the tzaddik passes away, he wants to continue keeping Torah mitzvahs. Soida Iber is a way for him to facilitate Torah mitzvahs and to be a part of it. He's sort of using you as a vehicle for himself to serve Hashem. He says, The second reason for Soida Iber is to help the tzaddik. The tzaddik now can serve Hashem more. This is, by the way, this is the aside that the Gemara says that if you quote a tzaddik after he passes away, his lips are moving in the kever. What does it mean? So it says the Saskha, it means that he's learning Torah through you. That when you do mitzvahs, a tzaddik, a a family member, it's not just that your mitzvahs help them, it's ki'ilu. They're serving Hashem through you. They're like using you as a as a vehicle to serve Hashem. That's the second Indian of Sayyidah Ibr. And the Balatan Narizal adds, that these Sadiqim want and desire to come down to help those people. To help those people that that are that are attempting to serve Hashem properly, that it's not Sayyidah Ibr is not a nuisance for the tzaddikim. They are waiting to come down to be able to help us, to help themselves. Now, the last thing to discuss on Sayyidah Ibr before I'm going to quote a very interesting story about it is what do we have to do to sort of facilitate it? So there's a couple things. Obviously, we've already seen that you should. Um, you should make your, you know, serve Hashem properly, make your body a vehicle to make the tzaddikim comfortable. That's one, but more practical. The Arizal writes in number five, Which tzaddik is sent down, so says the Arizal, it depends what mitzvah you're trying to perform. If let's say you're attempting to perform a certain mitzvah and you're starting and you're struggling or you did it properly and you want to continue doing it and Hashem feels that you need this little jetpack, this Sayyidah He'll send down a tzaddik who is very invested in that mitzvah. So let's say you're doing a mitzvah tzedakah, he'll send down a tzaddik whose whole life was tzedakah. And that neshama will be able to help you. That's the second. Also, it's clear from the svarim, that Hashem will naturally send down a tzaddik who's, who you were connected to in, in, in your own life. Meaning a tzaddik that, that you were makusher to. Also, there's more of a, um, 
the likelihood that that tzaddik will come down. So a tzaddik that you felt connected to, that you learned his Torah, that itself will also create a connection that would motivate the tzaddik to come down. That's a Sayyid Iber. So again, the Sayyid Iber is Hashem sends down a neshama as a sort of like a jetpack, a short period of jetpack to help you serve Hashem properly, to get you over the hump, to get you to get the ball rolling. And it's he'll send down the tzaddik that's connected to the mitzvah you're attempting to do. It could even be the avos. And the two reasons for it is to help you overcome certain obstacles and to help the tzaddik continue serving Hashem after he passes away. Now, before we finish this topic of Sayyidi Iber, I printed a number six, a very fascinating story. This is a story from the Sefer Shivchayari. Shivchayari was a, uh, was a Sefer, a very harsh of a Sefer, that has the stories of the Arizal. And it says in the Sefer Shivchayari as follows. One day the Arizal was sitting in his house, you know, in front of his students. And in walked a young Rav, his name was Shmuel Uzida. He's the author of the Medrash Shmuel on Pirkei Avos. He came in to speak to the Arizal. He was very young. The Arizal, I think, died at the age of 37. So, you know, he's talking about young people. So this Shmuel Uzida was very, very young at the time. And when the Arizal sees this young Rav walk in, the Arizal stood up. He stood up for him. He says, Oh, Baruch Abba. He takes him by the hand. He seats him by the right side. He speaks to him, shows a lot of respect. And then Rashmul leaves. Now, this is a strange thing for that result to stand up for his young Rav and says, Baruch Abba, and seats him himself. So, Rabchaim Vital, the main transmitter, the, train, the main student of the Arizal, he was a very analytical, very perceptive person. He says to the Arizal, my master, I have to ask, why did you stand up for this young Rav? It's not like you. Not only you stood up, you said, you never do this when he walks in. With anyone walks in, what's going on? Why are you standing up for this young Rav? The Arizal said as follows, this is the Arizal talking. Chayecha, he said, I swear, I was not standing up for Shmuel Uzida. And I did not greet that young man. I stood up for a Pinchas Ben Yor. A Pinchas Ben Yor was the great Tana, who was, by the way, buried in the same cemetery as the Arizal. He was the son-in-law, or father-in-law, it's different size, the son-in-law of Rav Shimbar Yechoi. He said, the Nisham of Pinchas Ben Yor was with Rav Shmuel Uzi. Then I stood up for Rav Pinchas Ben Yor. Because this boy, this young Bachar, Rav Shmuel Uzi, had Soyde Iver of Rav Pinchas Ben Yor today. So, he says, Because this young man says that Rizal must have done a mitzvah that Rav Pinchas Ben Yor was connected to. And therefore he had Soyde Iver. In order to help strengthen him and to help push him, to motivate him. 
You can't take it because says Arizal when a person has the thought of doing a certain mitzvah. Take if born Hashemish al tzaddik echad ba'isa oylem shenag bizman and live the vacharis of mitzvah. Then Hashem sends the tzaddik, the soul of a tzaddik who ran after that mitzvah masaber boy, and that that tzaddik's neshama joins his soul. And now he has the strength to perform it properly. Ve'lulei zayis and says that Arizal if not for soy deiber yitzahara imiskaber lo adam umavchidosh al kaima. If not for soy deiber, which that Arizal makes it sound like it's a common occurrence. The Yetzirah would stop us. That's what the Arizal said. So he said, I didn't stand up for Shmuelid, I stood up for Rav Pinchas ben Yor. So Rav Chaim Vital hears this from the Arizal. So he runs after Shmuel He says, What'd you do today? What mitzvah did you do today that, that you were Zaycha to have Pinchas ben Yor? So this is what says. Amalai Rav Shmuel. So Shmuel says, I was on my way this morning for Shachris. I was walking to Shul. And I passed by a certain house. And I heard people crying. I heard, you know, some sort of commotion from this house. He says, let me go to the house. Let me see what's going on. He says he saw a crazy sight, which is the family. No one was dressed. There was no clothing. They didn't have clothing. The entire family didn't have clothing. Because that night they were robbed, and the robbers took everything. The mamash took their clothing off their backs of these people. There's this family, no one has clothes. They can't even leave the house to get help, because they don't have clothes. So Shmuel says, I feel bad. So Shmuel says, I took off my clothing from myself in the street. So that I wasn't dressed. I gave my clothing to the father. And I ran home. At least he could have clothing. They weren't wealthy. He had two pairs of clothing. He had a weekday pair and a Shabbos pair. So he said, I gave him my weekday pair and I ran home. I wore my Shabbos suit. He said, look, I'm wearing my suit. So that was the mitzvah that he did. And it was for that mitzvah that he was like, So when Rechaim Vital heard this, he gave him a kiss. And he went back and told the Arizal that was the mitzvah. The Arizal said, Oh, it makes sense. And it was in that schos that he was like to have the soul of Rechaim Vital. And it was in that schos the Gemara talks about how Rav Pinchas ben Yor, one of the main mitzvahs that he was really focused on was Pidin Shvuyim, was getting people out of prison and helping people that are mamish, mamish stuck, mamish, that have no ability to help themselves. So this family, it wasn't just Sadaka, this family was mamish like Pidin Shvuyim, like helping them out of prison. They had no ability to help themselves. He says, he did that mitzvah, he Pinchas ben Yor. That's topic number one. I think it's incredibly important to realize what's happening. We could be skeptical or we could realize this is the truth. This is happening to us as well. When you do a certain mitzvah, but you want to do a certain mitzvah, and the shamas of tzaddikim are coming down, or, or, or the shamas of tzikaniyos are coming down to help us. And that should be mechazik us to keep pushing and to keep pushing and to make sure that our bodies and our neshamas are comfortable for them to stay. You understand? The second topic, I don't know the the scope of this. The only reason why I'm mentioning this is because 
you know, Rebbe Weinberger recently, uh, he, he said a joke, and he, uh, he got in a little bit of trouble from that joke, which is funny. The joke, the joke basically was, uh, I'll tell you quickly, the, the joke was based on the premise that tzaddikim pull Jews out of Gehenna. That the story goes that you have a, a, chassid, a Chabad Chassid, a Breslover, and a Litvak, and they're in, they're in Gehenna. So the Breslover, the Rebbe, Rabbi Nachman, comes, in, comes down to Gehenna, and he says to the Breslover, what are you doing here? Didn't you, uh, didn't you say Tikkun Kloli? He said, yeah, I said Tikkun Kloli. So Rabbi Nachman pulls him out. Then the Chabad Chos, the Baba Trevor comes down and he says, uh, What are you doing, Gehenna? Weren't you a Shliach? So it was a Shliach. So he pulls him out. So the Rabbi Nachman said, The joke goes that the Lutzvisher Rosh Hashiva comes down and sees his Talmud in Gehenna. He, sees, he says, You see, I told you. I told you going to Gehenna. That's the joke. But when someone, someone, so, someone I was talking to heard this joke, a real Litvak, and he was saying, How could you say that the Tzaddik will pull you out of Gehenna? It's Kfira. That there's, there's punishment for everything. How could he say this joke? It's a joke. You shouldn't get so so crazy about it but I, I just want to clarify there is a source that a tzaddik will pull people out of Gehenna that they were close to and that need a little help now the scope of this I obviously don't know this doesn't mean that you could do whatever you want and tzaddikim will pull you out I'm just explaining that there, there's, a, there's a source for it limited in nature perhaps but there is a source for it the source Maramakam number one is from the Zoyer and Parshas Lachacha Rav Elazar ben Rav Shimon, the son of Shimon Baruch says, "Gadol ba'olim hazel ba'olim haba, u'beglal na'azesh at the malam ra'isa tarei lo yaniach l'malach again l'gasper." Rav Elazar ben Rav Shimon said to a certain elder person that was teaching him Torah, he says, "After I pass away, I won't let uh, the, the 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 one who's in charge of Gehenim touch you." Vani achnis oisach lo'olim haba be'gadol koyches yeshushom. I'm going to pull you into Gan Eden. He says that I'm 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 strong enough to do this. I'm going to go into Gehenna and pull you out. The Arizal writes in Shara Kavonis in Maramakam number two. He says Ma'isha Rabbeinu Olav Shalom, who mishtadel b'zehiras b'zrizas gadol b'chol erev Shabbos. That what you ask? What is Ma'isha Rabbeinu doing on erev Shabbos every Friday? What is he doing? Says Arizal, Ma'isha Rabbeinu is running around every erev Shabbos. Lahalus kol nitzaytes and neshamis and nitalus beimkayev klipus yichon lahalus misham. That those Jewish souls that are stuck in Gehenna that can't pull themselves out, Moshe Rabbeinu is running to to grab them. That you know those souls who can't get to Shabbos. Right? What's the Indian of Tesefa Shabbos? Tesefa Shabbos is their Shabbos, and then you add to Friday a few minutes before Shabbos. You already add. It's already like it's close enough. What well, he says, what that means is that their neshamas. That can get to Shabbos, but then there are Shabbos that are stuck on Friday. So Moshe Rabbeinu goes on Friday and pulls them out. He brings Shabbos in early. Moshe Rabbeinu and thousands of tzaddikim go in every Friday. Each one to their ability. That all those souls that cannot get themselves out on their own, Moshe Rabbeinu and those tzaddikim pull them out. That's what Rizal says. The Chidah in Maramakam number three, he adds even an amazing thing. You know, let's say a person is supposed to be in Gehenna, right? Let's say 11 months, right? Let's say his 11 months ends on Tuesday. Yeah? So we know that everyone leaves Gehenna for Shabbos. Shabbos, everybody gets to leave Gehenna. 
So there are going to be these neshamas that are going to go, they're going to leave Gehenna on Shabbos, but they'll have to go back until Tuesday, right? Because they're, they're officially leaving for good on Tuesday, but they have a couple days. So it says the Chidah, Elio Hanavi, make sure that they don't have to go back. Those last two days, he says, on me. It's an amazing thing. The Chidah writes, Elio Zachalatoiv, Moishiv, called Tzadik, Vitzadik, Beganeidin. Elio Hanavi takes each Tzadik and places him Ganeidin. And those souls who are supposed to go back for a few days, they left on Shabbos, like everyone leaves on Shabbos, but the, the time to be in Gehenna is until Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they're only supposed to, they're supposed to go for a few more days. Elio Novi says, you don't have to go back. And Elio says, I'll be in Gehenna for you. And Elio Novi takes that tsar. So again, it's an amazing concept. And it's a chizuk. It doesn't mean that we should do averis cholila. But it's just an added protection. An added protection from tzaddikim. The last topic is something I've spoken about many times. And that is, one of the ways that tzaddikim can help you is you go to the kever, and you daven by the kever. And there's always this big shiloh that people ask, how am I supposed to daven? at the kever. And some people say one thing, some people say another. So I just want to clarify, very passionate. First of all, you're definitely not allowed to ask the tzaddik for him to send you a Yeshua. Let's say someone needs Parnasa. To go to a grave of a tzaddik, and say, please, Rebbe, send me money, that's of course not allowed. That's Avedizar. No one has the ability to send you a Yeshua other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu No one else. The Shaila is, the two options of how to daven when you go to a kever is option number one, which is the more strict approach, which many Litvaks hold, I think Rav holds this way also, is to not address the tzaddik at all, to daven to Hashem only, and to say, Hashem, please help me, in the schus of this tzaddik who's buried here. So you're not addressing the tzaddik. And the schus of the tzaddik is buried here. The second approach is slightly different. It's you ask the tzaddik to daven for you. You ask the tzaddik to be a melitz yosher. You're not asking the tzaddik to help send you Yeshua, but you're not ignoring him. You're saying to the tzaddik, please daven for me. Please be a melitz yosher for me. Please be a good, uh, as they say in Yiddish, a good lawyer for me. Now, that is definitely the approach of Hasidim, and Mikubalim always felt that that was okay. I personally like that approach because I think it helps you uh, connect. Anyone who's been at a funeral and they've said the person should be a Melitz Yosher, that's relying on this Shita. I also think that that's the simple shot of the Gemara. The Gemara in Maramakam number two, it says that when Kaliv entered Eretz Yisrael, he went to Hebron. So what was he doing in Chavrin? So he was davening at Maras Amachpela for the others to, to, to not be stuck in, in the spies. Look at the Lashon of the Gemara. He went to the Kevrin. This is what he said. My fathers. Please daven for me that I should be saved. You see, Mamish, that was the Lashon of Kalev. That's the approach. The approach is to daven. You can mention, talk to the tzaddikim, but ask them to daven for you. That's one approach. Others disagree. 
I just want to make one quick point and then we'll stop. Let's say you follow the view of the Mishaburah, which is the strict view, that you feel that you're not allowed to ask the tzaddikim to daven for you, because that's too close to Avodizar, you don't feel comfortable. Everyone agrees, though, that you're allowed to go to a living tzaddik and ask him to daven for you, to get a bracha. No, nobody disagrees with that. That's already from Tanakh that they would do such a thing. The Gemara is filled with Shimba. How sent to something at brachas? What's the difference? Why is it that after they pass away, it's a shayla, but when they're alive, it's fine? As the Chassam Seifer says, Chassam Seifer says the Peshat is like this. He's against asking, let, let's say you're against asking a tzaddik who passed away to, to, to daven for you. So why are you allowed to ask when they're living to daven for you? He says, because the Peshat is when, you're, when they're living and you tell them you're suffering, the real way it's supposed to be is they feel the tsar so much that they're davening for their own suffering to end. So they're not davening for you, they're davening for themselves. That's the real approach. Again, so three different mahalchim, uh, different ways to connect sadikim, either through say to iver. First way to help you is they come down as a jetpack to help you perform taramitzas. Number two is they'll pull us out of Gehenim if we need. And number three is to go to their kvarim, we daven, that they should be a meilus yosha for us, that they should be, that they should defend us and daven for us. These three mahalchim, I think, help us connect to tzaddikim, help us appreciate tzaddikim a little more. Shal bizeicha to to have those tzaddikim come back with tchiyas ameisim behavior